Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Schaefer's Market Mashup. We're back, folks. We did it. We made it to week two. By the time you're hearing this, it will be Thursday, June 25th. And right off the bat, get it, because baseball's back. I want to thank everyone that tuned into last week's episode, that shared, subscribed, you name it. We've got some exciting stuff in the fold at Schaefer's that I cannot wait to share. So far, that's two puns in the first two minutes. Um, Yeah, let's jump right into it. What has gone on in the world of Wall Street since we last spoke? Well, the NASDAQ locked up its best winning streak of 2020. Although, as of this episode, it's currently on track to snap that eight-day win streak. And during that Elite Eight run, the Tech Rich Index soared to a new record high. Elsewhere, you have the second, or as some would say, first wave fears erupting regarding the coronavirus outbreak, especially in states such as Texas, California, Arizona, and Florida. And breaking news that came through just an hour ago, the tri-state area of New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut have issued a two-week quarantine for those traveling from those states into that tri-state area. So that will be something to watch going forward. Last week, all three indexes, the Dow, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ, all locked up weekly wins despite some crazy volatility that's been going on. For example, the Dow, 13 of the last 14 trading days, its moves have been double or triple digit, which is just in, it's insanity that has become the new norm. You, know, you hate to hear that expression so much, but that's the fact. Apple had its first ever socially distant worldwide developers conference this week. And I think the big news from that is that they are now transitioning it to their own chips in the Mac laptop and transitioning away from Intel's chips. A lot of people sort of expected Intel's ticker INTC to react to the news on the charts, but it's been trading flat the entire week. A quick look into the options activity shows the weekly 626 puts, which expire on Friday. The 59.50 strike and the 60 strikes were the most popular starting the week off. And with Intel last seen trading at 59.31, that will be something to watch. Let's take a look quickly at our latest Monday morning outlook, written as always by Schaefer's Senior Vice President of Research, Todd Salamone. I thought this particular MMO, as we call it, stood out because he mentions the small cap index, uh, the Russell 2000, ticker RUT. He talked about the rut failing last week at around the 1450 half century mark, uh, an area that had turned as support back in 2019. And this week, I noticed RUT ran up to that 1454 area. Todd thinks that if the RUT moves below the 1400 level, a site of a trend line connecting lowers lows since March, small caps are at an increasing risk of a move down to perhaps 1250, which would mark a 50% Fibonacci retracement of the March low and June high. Quick little mention of Wall Street's Fear gauge for a second, the CBOE Market Volatility Index, ticker VIX, uh, 
those VIX future options expired last Wednesday. And as Todd points out, volatility pops have been known to occur just after a plethora of call open interest disappears. Uh, last Friday, the VIX low was right around its 20-day moving average, a trend line that provided resistance from early April through late May. Those Friday lows could be indicative of another pop into at least the 40 to 42 zone, Todd thinks, in the upcoming days. And sure enough, today it is spiking to two-week highs. So that's definitely something to watch going forward. Two little excerpts that we covered in the Monday Morning Outlook. Make sure to subscribe and you'll get that MMO in your mailbox before the open that day. You'll be ready to take on whatever the investing world throws at you. All right. You know, as the country and the world starts to take COVID-19 seriously again, many have been wondering and clamoring for the vaccine, the treatment. When is it coming? When can we officially move, put this thing behind us? If it wasn't such a dire and morbid situation with lives on the line, it's really a fascinating race to watch and see these biotech companies scramble to get their pipeline together. However, at the same time, there's not always the benefit to being first. I think you'll all remember Moderna's ticker MRNA breakthrough announcement from late May that sent indexes soaring up and all this optimism was injected into the market until... A couple of days later, scientists poured cold water on it with some data that realized that it was not as encouraging as initially thought. So all of these companies I'm about to mention, they have to toe the line between getting something out there as soon as possible, but at the same time making sure it's effective. So without further ado, I've highlighted some biotech stocks that are working on either a COVID-19 vaccine or they're developing some sort of treatment. First up, we've got AstraZeneca, ticker AZN. They recently struck a deal with Italian contract manufacturer Catalent, ticker CTLT, to provide vial filling and packaging for for AstraZeneca's potential COVID vaccine. They have signed several deals in the past couple of weeks to meet its global target supply of 2 billion vaccine doses, including one with U.S. partner Emergent Biosolutions, tickered EBS. Since then, they have pledged millions of doses to U.S. and European governments, starting by the end of 2020. AstraZeneca's vaccine is among the first to move into mid-stage trials, so keep an eye on AZN. Then there's Merck, ticker MRK. Earlier in June, announced the acquisition of Themis Bioscience in Austria-based company that will begin development of a potential coronavirus vaccine. Then there's Innovio Pharmaceuticals, ticker INO. Like Moderna, Innovio was one of the first ones to hit the ground running with their COVID vaccine development. They announced back in March that they were planning on starting human trials by the end of April, uh, and they are looking to deliver 1 million doses by the end of 2020. Next up, there's Eli Lilly, who I mentioned last week for its interesting options activity, ticker LLY. They announced earlier this month that their COVID-19 treatment could receive authorization for use by September. The timeline, however, though, depends on the test results from two antibody therapies with another antibody treatment in preclinical studies. Then there's Gilead Sciences, ticker GILD, which back in May, had an encouraging report that suggested the biotech company's antiviral medication 
Remdesivir, pretty sure I'm butchering that, may be effective at treating patients with severe cases of coronavirus. Novavax, ticker NVAX, earlier this month announced it had begun clinical trials on its own potential COVID-19 vaccine with initial results expected in July. So that's just highlighting a few. There are more out there. More could crop up. And in no way am I saying rush out and buy all of them. They are names to get familiar with, though, as trials and testing phases start to reach the end stage. And especially important now is as the second wave continues to, to ramp up. If you're like me, the spring that we just went through without sports was so weird. And summer resulted in the Bundesliga coming back, and that was great. But we all miss the NBA, we all miss baseball, we all miss Major League Soccer, and we're all wondering what's going to happen with college football and NFL, especially as preseason rolls right around the corner. For a lot of people, that has meant a spring with no sports gambling. So that has put DraftKings, ticker DKNG, in the crosshairs, right? Nope. They are up 266% in 2020 at last check, and last week announced a $1.3 billion stock offering. Keep in mind, until May, there have been no sports since March. So right now, DKNG is facing two crossroads. One, how will sports handle the reopening? You've seen the NBA, the MLS, and now Major League Baseball announce their plans, and at the same time, Players are testing positive for coronavirus. A lot of players are expressing doubts about the plans. Avery Bradley says he will be sitting out the NBA's season once it restarts. You need sports back, but you need sports back the right way in a way that is sustainable as long as this virus is still out there. And secondly, you have to look at states that are potentially legalizing gambling. Will more states adopt the trend? It's You can't tell. It's an incredibly complex topic. Definitely worth a deeper dive, maybe even in an interview, if anyone would like to come on and talk about it. Uh, but for now, it's worth no- noting that DKNG, even during this time with no sports gambling, is roaring higher. And definitely something to keep in mind when sports do come back as a stock to pop- possibly target. And just for now, I looked and saw that the weekly... June 26, 42 strike calls are the most popular this week so far. And so with DKNG last seen at 38.36, stock has some work to do for buyers of those calls to walk away with a profit. So while sports have been sidelined, that's pun number three for those keeping score at home, many have turned to day trading. You've probably heard on CNBC or read Bloomberg articles Uh, Everyone is fascinated with the enigma that is Barstool Sports and its founder Dave Portnoy and his forays into day trading. Everything about Portnoy and Barstool is long-winded, so I'm going to try to pare it down a little bit. But basically, he started day trading and live blogging and live streaming uh, with an initial outlay of $3 million on his E-Trade account. And Barstool has this incredibly built-in audience that has followed along every step of the way 
even creating its own little army of, I think Bloomberg called it, quote-unquote, retail bros, uh, with his live stream attracting millions of followers each day. It's fascinating to watch. He offers up disclaimers that he is rightfully not an expert and not to heed his words as gospel, but at the same time, he, he offers up quotes in interviews like, Buffett is an idiot. Or, all I do is make money. This game is easy. Literally the easiest game I've ever played. All I do is print money. I should be up a billion dollars. As a side note, who does that sound like? Anyway, regardless of whether you agree with him or not, his methods or his message, you cannot deny that he's attracting attention from Wall Street. That's his goal. When you see people like Bloomberg and MarketWatch and Jim Cramer doing exposés on him in his incendiary comments, he's already won in his mind. So, how does an investor take advantage of this day trading craze? Penn National Gaming, ticker P-E-N-N, acquired a 36% interest in Barstool back in January. And a quick rundown on Barstool, similar to Portnoy's day trading following, there is a fervent base of 66 million quote-unquote stoolies. They have a very influential corner of the internet. So much so that when Dave Portnoy appeared on a CNBC talk show talking about Penn stock going much higher, Penn stock went up a whopping 15% that same day. That's the barstool effect. Uh, Penn was trading at $3.75 in mid-March when the COVID-19 pandemic was closing casinos and sportsbooks across the country. Now it's trading at 34.33, right as sports and sports betting are possibly picking back up. One thing's for certain with stocks like DraftKings and Penn National Gaming is that these trends are here to stay, even when the coronavirus goes away. Uh, Especially when you consider the rise in Robinhood and the retail trading that is going on. Uh, So at the same time, you have to really emphasize the importance of actively managing your trading, diversifying your portfolio. There's no better way to do that than with options. All right, that's a lot for today. Let's cut it there. All these topics will definitely be revisited in the future, especially as it pertains to options trading. In the meantime, thanks for listening as always, and make sure to head over to shafersresearch.com, subscribe to our free newsletters that we have going on throughout the day. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere you get your social media, we'll be there, and keep an eye out for our 39th anniversary stock picks coming out in the next couple of weeks. Cheers.